Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. So, you know, I, I'm on chat GBT all the time. Right. So I was just curious to know what a respected poll um, size is when they do like these presidential polls. Quinnipiac and all that. According to chat GBT, um, a thousand to fifteen hundred respondents is a size generally considered sufficient to achieve a margin of error, approximately three percent uh, or ninety five percent confidence standard social research. So. A thousand to fifteen hundred people is uh, a respected number when it comes to a presidential poll, according maybe, to maybe because so when you say respected, but here's the whole deal with polling. And granted, uh, my, my boys Cornell Belcher or uh, Terrence, uh, my man Terrence would be a lot more um, well versed on this. But here's the issue: the sample size is only one element of it. You then have to then look at the other tabs, and that is. What's the percentage of the breakdown? So, for instance, NBC dropped a poll uh, this weekend, uh, and it talked about uh, President Biden's uh, low approval numbers. Uh, but then uh, my buddy Matt Barreto, uh, who is one of the top Latino posters uh, in the country, uh, Matt then looked at the cross tabs and said, OK, well, who's actually 
in that. And what the NBC poll showed was, um, um, the, 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 like, for instance, he tweeted, Latino sample uh, wasn't weighted to the actual demographics of nativity, ethnic origin, language preference, state or educational attainment. He then said that the exact same poll showed a sample size of 72% white. 2020, the vote was 67% white. So that poll had 5% more white people. It had a plus 13% conservative ideology. Only 30% of the poll were self-ID'd as Democrats. So when you now look at the poll, and it shows that in the general election, according to their poll, Donald Trump would get 47%, Joe Biden would get 42%. Well, if the poll has fewer Democrats, more white voters, Republicans get more white voters, and more conservative voters, that's going to explain why Donald Trump is going to have a higher percentage. So that's the mistake we look at. Plus, polling is also a snapshot in time. When a poll drops, that poll could have been put into the field a week ago. Okay? okay, and so it's a snapshot in time. So the reality is, when you look at president, look at presidential polling, any polling that's taken place up until now through June is absolutely irrelevant. It's completely irrelevant because in 2012, in 2012. The presidential election of 2012, you go back to November of 2011, it was polling data was showing, uh-oh, President Barack Obama is in trouble. He was behind Republican candidates. Now, I'm not saying that Biden's low poll numbers uh, are not a concern, but the problem is when people are so infatuated with polling data, they're not fully understanding that market conditions change, things change on a daily basis. Also, if you look at a lot of the issues with Biden's poll numbers, a significant portion of that is because it's a lot of people who don't want him to run for a second term, a lot of Democrats. Now, here's what they never ask. Okay, you want another candidate, but if Biden is the choice, will you vote? That question is never asked. Mm -hmm. And so I'm gonna go back to the last point, polling. People might remember, the polling for the Affordable Care Act it's awful. Americans don't like it. When you went inside of the polling, what you discovered is that the Democrats who were interviewed in the polls, they wanted, uh, they wanted, uh, oh my God, escape, escape me, uh, when it comes to uh, full, full cost uh, for medical coverage. So they were against the Affordable Care single payer system. They were against the Affordable Care Act because they wanted a single payer system. So it skewed the numbers. When so people saying, Majority of Americans are against it. No, not a majority of Americans are against it. A lot of those Americans wanted something broader. That's the problem when you start looking at these polls and how they're broken down. Well, that's a very eloquent um, education on it. But what? So what I was saying was that I was leading to we did a poll, the Earn Your Leisure poll, and we we asked who who people were going to vote for, and we had five thousand people. Um, Got it. So pretty sizable number and majority of our audience is millennials um 24 to 44 60% a male 40% woman and probably 95% uh black american right and 51% of the people that voted in our poll voted for trump so that's pretty alarming for democrats right but here, so but here's the question though what was your how did you break down that so for instance do you have a breakdown of how many people how, of the percentage of the people who actually uh, voted in it, 
How many of them identify as conservative, identify as liberal? How many identify as Republican? Mm-hmm. How many of them how many of them identify uh, as Democrat? How many identify as independent? Do you have that information? So I, we don't have that information. So, so here's the problem. So you may have, and again, I'm just, so again, and when you sent it out, how was it sent out? It was just a, a vote on- No, 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 no. On what platform? Instagram. Gotcha. Gotcha. So of that, did you know who was actually voting? No. So that poll could have been shared, let's say, on a MAGA website, and they could have come over to vote. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. Because the people were saying, like, mm-hmm. Russian, there's Russian bots, da 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 so we talked earlier about investing where it's like, you know, I knew that Meta was a good company because I, I used the product. Sometimes you just have a sense, right? Got it. And I feel like I have a sense of what's going on in the black community, especially against for black men. Right. And there's a lot of black people, millennials that support Trump. Gotcha. And, so, and what I'm saying, but, but that's also anecdotal. If you actually see, see again, this is why I'm asking the questions in terms of, how was your survey or poll? How was how was it weighted? When you look at the polls, the, a poll is a mathematical, it's an algorithm. That's what it is, okay? But there are factors that are placed into it. Yours didn't. So the problem is you don't actually know. You have data on your followers, but you do not have the precise data on who responded to the poll, correct? Correct. So the problem. So the problem is, if you make it, so I, I get the assumption that you're making. The problem is, you don't actually have it. I, I've gotten phone calls for polls, and they will ask me race, age, political ideology. They'll ask me a series of questions to now they're factored out into the poll. Yours didn't, and so basically, your poll on Instagram is no different than if I put a poll up on Twitter. Well, that's actually, even if I had 5,000, 10,000 people respond, that's actually not um, not the same as what happens in the general public because the percentage of people who are actually on Twitter is so low compared to the whole country. Now, when you talk about what you're hearing, let's understand this here. And I've been tracking this. I graduated from college in 1991. The first election I voted was 1988. And so I have paid attention to uh, black voting patterns uh, and also uh, how black self-identify. If you look, so I'm, I'm, I'm Gen X, okay? So I dare say my generation, we began to the process of black people less self-identifying as Democrat. Let me unpack that. Our parents, baby boomers, or that generation that's sort of like in between baby boomers. Mm-hmm. So they they overwhelmingly, you look at any survey, 65 plus, my parents are 76, 65 plus significant numbers, they self-identify as Democrat. Okay. Now, when you go to 55, <coughs> 64, that number lowers, but it's still a significant number. When you go below 55, you now begin to see the decrease in those who self-identify. You now have more who identify as independent. Now, let's put that aside. Now you go to, okay, 
you might not self-identify as a Democrat, meaning I'm a Democrat, I'm a liberal, I'm a progressive, but now what's your voting pattern? Meaning, who do you end up actually voting for? And so a lot of those people who do not self-identify lean Democrat. Now, that, is, that doesn't mean that they're going to vote Democrat, but most of the time when they vote, they're voting Democrat. What you're seeing is now when you go, now when you go below Gen X, again, when that number goes down, 18, 29, 29, 39, definitely fewer and fewer self-identify as Democrat. Now, but guess what? 65 plus, they vote at the highest. 18, 29, 18, 39, they vote at the lowest. Mm. And so a lot of those folks may just not vote. Now, when you look at the percentage of people who uh, look at support Trump, look at specifically, you look at black men. First of all, you gotta go back to 2012. In 2012, there was a nine point gap between black women and black men for Obama Romney. What was I hearing in 2012? There were a lot of brothers who were like, yo, I don't think he's done enough for our community. Yeah. Now, black men, let me be very clear, black men are the second largest block of, of voters for Democrats in America behind black women. But there's a gap. That gap now went from nine to 13 in 2016. Then you saw the gap increase to 2020. And so now you also factor in different things, an increasing number of African-Americans who own businesses, who are entrepreneurs, also an increasing number of black people who make six figures about, I'm voting on tax cuts. I don't give a damn about nothing else. I don't give a shit about civil rights. I don't care about voting rights. I'm voting on tax cuts alone. So you got to factor in those people. And so when Trump was president, when he lowered the, uh, the tax rate and the individual tax rate, and the corporate tax rate, I know brothers and sisters who own businesses who were like, yo, that added two, three, four, five hundred thousand uh, dollars uh, to my pocket. And so they are voting that way. Then you have others who look at this thing in a more holistic way. And so to understand what's going on with black voters, it literally is as far as we get further away from the black freedom movement, some called the civil rights movement, you're seeing a change in voting patterns. But the reality is, overwhelmingly, numbers still are the numbers. Black, po black people sit back and go, if I look at two parties, just period, in terms of issues that I believe in, they line up more with Democrats than they do with Republicans. Now, Republicans also gotten smarter in that. They're like, OK, you know what? How do we keep getting our ass kicked? Because we ignore black people. So let's take Brian Kemp. Most, most of the time, a Republican will say, man, I ain't even talking to them. Like, I ain't even showing up. Brian Kemp was able to thwart Stacey, Stacey Abrams in that he actually showed up to black stuff. And there are black people who are like, well, I give so-and-so credit just for showing up. And so you see now Republicans placing, putting money in different initiatives because they ain't trying to get 40% black vote. They're not going to get it. Their focus, though, if they can peel off depending upon the state, two, three, four, five percent, that changes the equation. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.